Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Did you catch it yesterday? Biden just, I mean, just uses the Constitution yesterday as toilet paper. Keep in mind, this guy is the President of the United States. He's supposed to protect and defend the Constitution. Just throws it right out yesterday. And then Representative Mondaire Jones, who I'm starting to wonder, like these guys, they are, it's gotten to the point now where I always tell you they are who we think they are. They are just out right now going, Constitution, Constitution, throw that right out. Throw it right out. We are just going to do straight tyranny. He basically said it. I got a lot to get to today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Get a VPN. If you don't, it's like not putting your dog on a leash when you go out for a walk. You know, most of the times you're okay, but what if the dog runs away, gets dog napped? Get a VPN, protect yourself. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Friday. I got that. I've got another Democrat representative, clueless on uh, on uh, firearm laws, the Second Amendment, and everything else. David Cicilline, sometimes better to stay quiet than to open your mouth and prove to the world you're an idiot like he often does. And the stupid smart people strike again and your questions at the end. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Joseph, it's Friday. Thankfully, Sue. It's Friday. <laughs> That was weird. Yeah. I just did like it to sue. I like how to incorporate the Joe kind of thing. Yes, it is Friday, <laughs> and that's a good thing. I've yes. got a big weekend planned finally for once. Knock on wood. All let's right. hope everything goes okay. So let's get right into it. Joe Biden, Constitution, toilet paper, doesn't care anymore. It, it, you knew he was going to go. He had an opportunity last night during his speech to say something productive. Mental health, hardening schools, things you could get, some bipartisan agreement. Nope. Nope. Throws that in with crazy things, magazine bans, assault weapon bans, stupid, ridiculous, totally counterproductive stuff we've tried before in the past and that has never worked. Here's Joe Biden shredding the Constitution last night, just like you expected him to. Check this out. We need to ban assault weapons in high capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Strengthen background checks, enact safe storage law and red flag laws, repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability, address the mental health crisis, deepening the trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. These are rational, common sense measures. Here's what it all means. It all means this. We should reinstate the assault weapons ban in high-capacity magazines that we passed in 1994 with bipartisan support in Congress and the support of law enforcement. Okay, he goes on to tell you how wonderful the assault weapons ban, despite the fact that he has no evidence to produce that. Uh, folks, I'll, I'll just go into, I'm going to go into all the components of that in, in a moment here, but this was ABC News themselves, who was refor- forced, obviously, in 2019 because they can't find evidence that this thing worked forced to report on what it actually did. ABC News, I picked a far left-leaning outlet on purpose because no outlet, no matter how far left they are, is going to be able to produce a shred of evidence that the assault, there's no such thing as assault weapons, by the way. It's a made-up term. That the assault weapons ban did anything to produce any evidence that it stopped homicide, gun crime, anything. Here's ABC News on a report about the assault weapons ban. The report pointed to a reduction in the use of assault pistols, but noted that there had not been a clear decline in the use of assault rifles. Ultimately, the report claimed that it was premature to make any decisive conclusions. Quote, because the ban had not yet reduced the use of large capacity magazines in crime, we cannot clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop in gun violence. Ladies and gents, ladies and gentlemen, this is at ABC. That's ABC. 
It's like a conservative review. Not the Blaze, Breitbart, Bongino.com, The Federalist. That's ABC. Now, if there was a bunch of evidence backing up the effectiveness of an assault weapons ban, forget for a moment how unconstitutional it is. We'll get to that. We'll get to all that, I promise. I'm just asking you, if you're going to do something that's unconstitutional, right? Then maybe at least try to back it up and push for some kind of constitutional amendment to make it constitutional and back it up in science. My point is that not only is it illegal, unconstitutional what he's doing, but he also can't even back it up with a shred of evidence that what he's going to do actually works. Now, he mentioned a lot in there, including the failed, you know, it wasn't, a, there's no such thing as assault weapons. I hate that such a, the liberals own the language. It's such a scam. Ask your liberal friends what an assault weapon is. Like, it's black. It's got a handle. I saw it in Rambo. This is your leftist friend. Yeah. They want to ban something. They have no freaking idea what it is. I'll show you that uh, at the end of the show with Mondaire Jones, another rep. He wants to ban semi-automatic uh, firearms. What? You mean like just about every firearm in the United States? Oh. He also mentions high-capacity magazines. One, they're standard-capacity magazines. They're not high-capacity magazines. There are larger capacity magazines, but the magazines he wants to ban that contain 30 rounds are standard capacity magazines, and they've been standard capacity magazines for decades. Now, that's another thing. The background checks. This is another one. Everybody, oh, yeah, we got a background gun show loophole. There is no gun show loophole. I don't want to go into this again because I don't want to wear you guys out. I know I've mentioned it a thousand times and I don't like to repeat content, but let me just well, can I say this one last time? Forgive me, please, if you've heard it over and over. This is not about background checks. You already have to get a background check 100% of the time when you buy a firearm from a federal firearms licensee. You understand that? The reason they want background checks for private sales, in other words, you turn your gun over to your uncle or your kid, you work on a farm, you want to give them your rifle or your shotgun is because they want a record of where every single gun is in America. That way, when they come and take your guns later, they know who has them. Guys, did I, did I explain this wrong? Because this is so important. You understand this right now. They don't have a record of it, right? Because you can say what I gave it to Joe can say, Hey, Joe's son is a Marine. And a darn good one. Yeah. Joe says, God forbid, getting old. We never want to lose big Joe. But Joe says, you know, son, I don't want to keep this in the house. anymore. I want to give you my firearm. And then the cops come to his house to confiscate big Joe's weapon. Joe can say, I don't have it. He's not broken any law. I gave it to my son. Right. Right? Yeah. If Joe has to go to an FFL and create a record for that, do a background check, they'll know. Oh, really? Did you go and fill out the form? You see what they're doing? This has nothing to do with criminals don't get background checks. My gosh, is this hard to understand? Why? Because they're criminals. They won't pass. But then they don't know they're criminal. Oh, my. They know they were arrested. You guys know how they know they were arrested? Because they were there. Yeah. Put your hands behind your back. Oh, gosh, I was arrested. Oh, man. I was, I was here to buy the uh, FN scar. Sheesh, I was arrested for attempted homicide. I forgot about that. This has nothing to do with background checks. Criminals don't get background checks. I said I wasn't going to go with that. It's just so damn frustrating. Hard not to, dude. Oh, it is so. Oh, my gosh. High capacity magazines. Here's another one. What they call high capacity, which are really standard capacity magazines. Folks, I don't even know how many magazines are out Nobody does, but I can tell you it's in the probably the hundreds of millions. Are you suggesting to me that if you were to ban these things tomorrow and make every magazine a 10 or 12 round limit, right? That the 60, 45, and 30 round capacity magazines are all going to disappear tomorrow. Please, please don't make me let you're just You're just making a buffoon out of yourself. Do you have any idea how many of these are out there? Everyone else, can, no one else is going to turn them in. The criminals aren't. 
So basically, you're limiting people who want to defend themselves to 10 rounds while the criminals get 30, 45, and 60, and maybe more. Just to be clear, that's what you're saying, right? No, no, no. Nobody's going to have them. That's asinine. Here, you need proof? Forget about the high-capacity magazines, which are standard-capacity magazines again. There are... Let me just put the numbers up. Gosh, tired of these idiots we got to deal with. Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard. Gun sales over 1 million for 34 straight months. Joe, uh, can you get the abacus out, please? This is tough math here. 1 million for 30, over 1 million. Let's just go with the low end and say it's a million, not over. Joe, that's, what's 34 times one? If you need a moment, (laughs) fellas, can you fact check him? Don't laugh. This is hard math for the left. They need your help here. 34 million times one is what, Joe? Uh, That'd be, uh, yeah, 34 million. Yeah. Thank you. The fellas, uh, Justin, you're in college. Is that right? Okay, thank Uh, you. Justin says it's correct. He's still having trouble. 34 million. (laughs) 34. That's just in 34 months. 34 million. The hard reality, folks, is probably hundreds of millions of pistols, semi-automatic rifles, shotguns. What are you going to do? Do you notice how Biden and the Democrats, when you mention that statistic, hey, um, there's probably let's just say low, let's just lowball it and say there's a hundred million firearms in the country. And believe me, that's lowballing it. Did you ever notice they never tell you what the gun confiscation is going to look like when they talk about these bans? Hey, you're going to have to turn them in or register them. Okay. What does that look like? No, no, you're going to have to. Okay. Yeah, well, nobody's going to do that. So what does it look like? You're going to issue, let's lowball it even more. Let's just say, Joe, there's only 34 million firearms. All right. Country has 330 million people. So again, Joe, check my math. That sounds like about 10% of the United States population, right? Yeah, yeah. So roughly, <laughs> that abacus getting a lot of work today. So 10% of the U.S. population, let's just say there are 34 million firearms. And you're told, turn them in or register them. What are you going to do when those people tell you, eh, double-barreled, family-friendly, middle finger, we're not doing that? What does that look like? What do you think is going to happen down here in Florida where we have a bunch of constitutional sheriffs who swear allegiance to the Constitution themselves? You think they're going to come to people's houses and take away their guns? Good luck with that. You're going to issue 34 million arrest warrants? 10 million? 5 million? So just to be straight, you can't even do anything about the 10 million plus illegal immigrants in the country. You've got nowhere to put them, flying them around the country. But you're going to issue, let's even have that, 2.5 million arrest wards? (laughs) You ever notice they don't tell you what that looks like? What about magazines? What about when people, folks, there is, let me tell you something. There is somewhere between zero goose egg And no chance, zero and none, somewhere between that. Joe, it's a big distance between zero and none. There is somewhere between zero and no chance whatsoever that if you ban high-capacity magazines, anyone is going to turn them in at all. Say there's 100 million of those. You're going to issue 100 million arrest warrants? You notice how they never tell you what that looked like? Looks like you're going to criminalize everyone? you imagine how many elections you'd lose when People in swing states who don't live in, you know, Boulder and Aspen and Colorado. People who live in the rural parts of Colorado start finding out that there's an arrest warrant in their name because they didn't register their firearm. What do you think that election is going to look like for you? None of this, of course, would be constitutional at all. But we have an idea. Luckily, I keep track of the news over time. And the nice part about being in the news business for a long time, Joe, is you remember stuff, you know, Got to keep a library in your melon there. Right. And I said, forget about Colorado and swing states. Let's go to a really blue state like Connecticut, where no Republican has won in the presidential election in a really long time. So the Hartford Current had a piece covering a registration bill they had in Connecticut, where you were told you better register your guns if you got them. This is a deep blue state. And the citizens probably said, Double-barreled middle one. We're not doing that. So how do you think that's going to work out in red states? Here, here it is. 2014, Ann Har, Hartford Current. Untold thousands flout gun registration law. Blue state. 
By the end of 2013, state police, you were supposed to register your firearm, had received 47,916 applications for assault weapon certificates, this lieutenant said. That 50,000 figure, roughly, because there were 2,000 more expected to come in, is as little as 15% of the rifles classified as assault weapons owned by Connecticut residents. 15%? Wow, that's not a lot, according to estimates by people in the industry. No one has anything close to definitive figures, but the most conservative estimates place the number of unregistered assault weapons well above 50,000 and possibly as high as 350,000. That worked out really well in a deep blue state, didn't it? This is why none of the Democrats want to be straight with you about what their registrations and bans and high capacity assault weapons, Rambo guns bans are going to look like. Because one, no one's going to listen. Even in a blue state, upwards of 85% of the people who were supposed to listen told them to pound sand. In a red state, Joe, I'd venture to say probably be about 98%. Mm. What do you do? Going to arrest everyone? Everyone get locked up? Going to make a criminal out of everyone? Going to arrest one-tenth of the U.S. population? Can't even keep illegal immigrants from crossing the southern border. You're going to arrest everyone and round them up. Round them up. Now, folks, they're, you know, the Democrats' plan is really a genius one. So just to, and we always produce receipts. Their new plan is genius. Uh, first, it was defund the police, so no cops, right? Then it's no guns. And now it's no body armor either. No cops, no guns, no body armor. This is a great plan. Here you go, New York Post. Buffalo Democrat targets online bulletproof vest sales after supermarket massacre. That's just a genius plan. No vests, no firearms, no cops. You Dems are just geniuses, aren't you? You're very, very sad. Why? I don't know. I'm not an idiot. He's asking. I have no idea. I, I don't have idiot mode to turn on. No guns, no cops, no vests. Here. I haven't played this in a while. For those of you who say, oh, the Democrats were never for defunding the police. Ah, here's about a minute and 12 seconds of a bevy of prominent Democrats and media lunatics calling to, in fact, defund the police. No cops, no guns, no vests, folks. There's their plan to keep you safe. Check this out. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts, defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for responsible reallocation of resources and defund the police i think you do all those other things you don't need all the money that's going to the police department so yeah i mean the spirit of it i i i do support that yeah and you know a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office and I answered yes to that question we are going to reduce funding in the police department and redirect that money by the way that goes on for an, another minute and 30 seconds or something Seven, oh, seven minutes. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seven minutes. They're not kidding. That's not a joke. You're right. It was seven minutes. That goes on. And by the way, in case you think, oh, gosh, it's a bunch of backbenchers. No, no. That's the mayor of San Francisco, the governor of Michigan. You have to understand, this was a mainstream position by Democrats just a year ago. No vests, no guns, no cops. You understand what kind of a tier one level moron you have to be to vote for these idiots. And that's going to make you safer. On what planet is that going to make you safer? In a, in a country of hundreds of millions of firearms and hundreds of millions of magazines where people have the right to defend yourself, you think going out with no cops, no vests, no firearm is somehow going to make you safer, especially in lawless places where there have been broken families and liberal governance and poverty for years, you think it's, you're going to be safe. It's just, 
You are, I mean, this is the most suicidal public safety policy I have ever heard. Why? Because it's led by idiots. And the thing about idiots like Joe Biden and his Democrat friends, sorry, a little pissed this morning, folks, because I'm tired of this BS. I actually care about keeping people safe in a fallible world. The thing about idiots is sometimes you're better off staying quiet. They can't do that to them. So I've got that. I've got revenge of the stupid smart people coming up. The jobs numbers, a whole lot. Don't go anywhere. Loaded show on this Friday. Always, I always love the Friday shows. I, sometimes I wish they weren't on Friday. Sometimes people don't listen until Monday. I do. I love the Friday shows. I'm always like energetic because it's Friday. Uh, let me get to my next sponsor today. Legacy Box. It's the simplest and safest way to digitize. All of your aging videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures, so they're preserved forever. I did this with Paula. I took my wedding photos. They were decaying because we didn't have an album. We sent them a legacy box. Boom, back on a DVD. It's awesome. They've been trusted legacy box. But over a million families to convert their meaningful recorded moments. Don't let them melt away in your attic in Florida or elsewhere. Are your family's memories trapped on old camcorder tapes or film reels? You want to keep these irreplaceable moments forever? Have them digitally preserved today. Don't wait. So they stand the test of time and can be passed down for generations to come. You can't put a price on this stuff, folks. As I said, Paul and I sent our memories over to Mem uh, Legacy Box. We got them back on a DVD and a thumb drive. We're about to send more. My father just sent me a whole bunch of tapes of my brother playing hockey. <laughs> we got to send those off too. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the family and begin the trip down memory lane. The Legacy Box Father's Day event is happening now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DanB to save 50%. That's not a typo. Five zero. Legacy Box is great for your family or as a gift for dad. That's LegacyBox.com slash Bongino for 50% off. And then watch the DVD with your father. LegacyBox.com slash Bongino. Check it out. You won't regret it. Okay. As I said, sometimes if you're going to advertise the stupid smart people, your ignorance um, you're better off just keeping quiet because advertising that you're stupid lets people like me go and pull the cut of your stupidity and show it to everyone else advertising, in fact, how dumb you are. Here's David Cicilline, uh, just a clown. He is a Democrat up in Congress, and uh, he could have just put this in a search engine, but he's like, man, those good guy with the gun stories, that never happens. That's unheard of. I haven't seen anything like it. Here, listen to his own words. I don't think there is a single incident, and, I, and maybe there's one, but I've not found one, of a, an assailant using an assault weapon that was stopped by a person with a gun. Uh, so this is a, just, I mean, maybe there's one of the thousands and thousands and thousands of shootings. It's not a single incident, folks. Um, hat tip Charlie Cook. Uh, he, he just could have put it in a search engine, folks. BBC, look at that date. Joe, what's today's date? Can you double check? Friday, June 3rd, 2022? Yep. It is, right? I'm not wrong. Okay, yep. Friday, June uh, look at the date on this story, please, folks. This is Cicilline. He can't find a single incident. Uh, maybe if he just went back, Joe, to the Halcyon days when you were a young kid of May 28th, 2022. <laughs> the Halcyon days, buddy, when you were a youngling playing with your Schwinn bike or whatever, long playing your guitar. Ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. He sounds all crusty. The good old days of May 28th, 2022. BBC. Armed female bystander kills man firing at party in West Virginia. It's called a, the interweb. Could have just looked it up. There's Sicily. These are the people who want to take away your constitutional right to defend yourself. No guns, no vests, no cops. This guy. By do? the way, they're protected by. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to do, Donnie. I've asked over. We haven't played that in a long time. That's been almost like a year. Yeah. I have no idea, Donnie. I have no idea what we're going to do. We're dealing with idiots. And I don't know how to deal with idiots other than to expose their idiocy. This is a guy protected by armed guards on Capitol Hill telling you no vest, no gun, no cops, right? Who doesn't even know that this kind of stuff happens all the time and put it, could, have, could have put it in a search engine, but chose to advertise his stupidity. All right, let me motor ahead because I got a lot to get to. I got this Mondaire Jones coming up later too. But uh, be very careful, again, the stupid, smart people, Cicilline and Biden. Um, the inflation numbers are coming in even uglier. We had bad jobs numbers yesterday. Uh, I'll show you those from CNBC and the productivity numbers are even worse. I'll just quickly get into why that's bad. The jobs numbers from labor broke this morning. They were 390,000, which is a good number. I'm not here to spin anybody's wheels and lie like the Democrats do. The problem is buried in the numbers was a really awful number. Uh, retail jobs went down. Folks, there's a lot. Of, this is, let me just get to it. Here's Biden. This is in 2021, almost a year ago. 
more evidence to beware of the stupid smart people. And this is the danger of turning over decisions you should make in your own sphere with your own money and your own labor over to people like economists and the Federal Reserve and Joe Biden. Here's Biden a year ago. Hey, no, no serious economist is predicting this prolonged inflation. Really? Check this out. There, there's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. No serious economist. That's totally different. I mean, look, the stock market is higher than it has been in all of history, even when it's down this month, even down this month. Now, I don't look at the stock market as a means by which to judge the economy like my my uh, predecessor did. Notice how he blames Trump and says no serious economist is predicting prolonged inflation. There are two things I want you to pay attention to here as a consumer of conservative content and an arguer for conservative ideas out there. You're going to argue and debate these ideas with people. That's what you do, right? Number one, anytime you cite an appeal to authority, be very cautious. Folks, people do this all the time. That's what Biden just did. He doesn't have any data to actually back up what he's going to say. So he appeals to authority. No serious economist. That's the no true Scotsman thing. They do it all the time. When you cite appeals to authority, you should ask people who do that, well, what are they basing it on? Don't tell me you don't know. Someone else knows without citing what they know. Right? I want to know what they're basing it on. Second, of course, he blames Donald Trump, which he always does. Now, folks, the CNBC report yesterday, uh, this was not good. Private payrolls from ADP increased by just 128,000 in May. It's the slowest growth of the recovery. Now, the labor numbers came out today, 390,000. That's a good number. The problem is buried in that retail lost jobs. Folks, we are in real trouble right now. Please do not be distracted by the headline unemployment number. I need you to pay attention. I'm not trying to downplay this like Democrats talk down the economy. 390K was a good number. Make no mistake. The problem is buried in those numbers are the details. I'm not going to appeal to authority. The conservative economists said the economy sucks. I'm going to give you the freaking data because it matters. There are two things you must pay attention to in any report. Labor force participation. In other words, how many people are working? The number is awful. Why does that matter? Because, folks, our wealth is measured by what we produce, not what we talk about. This isn't a fairy tale. What's your wealth? Quick, what's your wealth? Joe's motorcycle, his car, his home, your firearms, whatever you have. That's it. Your, your ability to pay for alert. That's your wealth. The services and goods you are, that are produced that you pay, that's your wealth. If there's nobody working to produce them, you, I got news for you. You have no wealth. Here, Epic Times, U.S. productivity plunges to its slowest rate since 1947 as labor costs soar. Folks, the labor force participation rate is terrible. That's why you're seeing productivity plunge. We're not producing stuff. This is all a fairy tale right now. That's hard data. Lowest number since 1947 on productivity. That's kind of a problem. The stupid, smart people are leading you off a cliff. All right. Let me, uh, let me get to my third sponsor here. And on the other side is break. You ever heard of the hygiene hypothesis? How we're all too clean now? Listen, when I was a kid, you went out and played in the dirt all day. It's just what you did. Gosh, I remember wearing a pair of jeans for like a month straight when I was a kid. Oh, that's disgusting. Hey, whatever. We didn't, I don't even think we had a washing machine in my house. We used to, my, my mother used to have to go to a laundromat. We just wore whatever. And you're like, does that smell bad? Okay, maybe we should wash it now. That was it. We got dirty. Everybody's too clean now. And COVID made it worse. Even though the experts told us, no, no, lock it down. Keep everybody away from germs. Now you're seeing what's happening. Get to that in a second. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. This is what I'm talking about by the hygiene hypothesis, how a bunch of, again, stupid, smart people, the most dangerous people in the world, right? 
They have all their degrees, but they don't know the limits of their knowledge. They're not going to be inflation. I have an economics degree. Really, we printed a lot of money and didn't produce anything. Oh, man, I'm so blindsided. What happened? A lot of other stupid, smart people, the Fauci's of the world, super smart in their area, dumb everywhere else. Tell us we definitely got to lock everything down and keep those kids out of school. We can't have them exposed to germs. Joe, germs? We can't have that. Well, look what happened. Just the news. Read this article. It is in my newsletter today. Please read it. Bongito.com slash newsletter. COVID restrictions stunted kids' immune systems. Could explain the surge of other illnesses. Ah. Wow, that's crazy. So the human immune system, if it's not exposed to pathogens, doesn't practice or rehearse how to defeat pathogens. So when pathogens are reintroduced and those kids get out, those kids are getting sick from stuff. Man, who could have predicted that? It was called the hygiene hypothesis. It's only been around for about 20 years. They call this the evasion strategy. In other words, the strategy of lock everyone down to evade COVID and stick them home. The evasion strategy may help explain the untimely surges of respiratory, I always say this wrong, RSV, syncytial virus, I always say it wrong, RSV in kids last summer. Remember that? And this spring's flu hospitalizations, as well as monkeypox is spread far beyond Africa. I'll cover this on my Fox show this weekend. And otherwise mild adenovirus may have played a role in the unprecedented spate of severe hepatitis in healthy young children. Dutch scientists told staff that children are at particular risk because so many have barely had microbial exposure beyond their households. This is serious. Now, as I haven't shared this a lot, but I had, uh, I, I've, I had a real problem growing up with severe, severe allergies. And I believe it has a, had a lot to do with early on an obsession by my parents with cleanliness. After the divorce, I got dirty again and things changed a little, but I had severe allergies. My hands, if you, I don't know if you can see that, my right hand is still damaged in the inside from, I was always scratching my hands and stuff. It was bad. I'm not kidding. Anyone who knew me growing up, I had like broken skin all the time, bleeding all over the place. It was really gross. Uh, I had that. So this is a topic sensitive to my heart. And there's a significant amount of evidence and body of evidence out there that these kids, if you make them too clean, that their rest, their, it's very simply stated, their immune system doesn't get the practice defeating pathogens. Folks, this has been out there for decades, but a bunch of stupid, smart people disregarded it completely and told you, bleach everything your kids touch, lock them in the house and keep them away from other kids with runny noses. And this is what we got now. Stupid, freaking smart people every time. Ruin it for everyone. You know, I, I, I don't usually randomly throw this up, but I wanted to tie this whole thing together with a tweet I saw yesterday from my good friend, uh, Carol Markowitz. She's at Carol with a K on Twitter. She's a very talented writer. This is, again, the dangers of conformity and listening to stupid, smart people who tell you to walk off a cliff. When you look at the examples of genocide, horror, disease, destruction. When you look at all of it throughout human history, you can always trace it to a genesis of conformity with people who claim to be smart but were really stupid. She says on her Twitter, I talk and write a lot about the dangers of conformity. And nowhere is it more evident that when people have to say things they know are obviously untrue. My friends, even on the far left, know exactly what a woman is, but they can no longer say so. She tweets a couple more things there um, about that. But it speaks to the conformity with masks and lockdown. The conformity that was enforced about questioning the vaccine. Conformity being enforced on leftists who pretend they don't know what a woman is. Conformity amongst stupid, smart economists telling us to print a lot of money and not produce anything. We need independent thinkers. All right, a uh, quick... Uh, promotion, tease, whatever. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to drive you guys crazy with this stuff, but I'm proud of what we do. My unfiltered show this weekend, uh, Fox, 9 p.m. I got Dr. Aaron Cariotti back. He's excellent. He's going to give you the real lowdown of this monkeypox thing and why there's some similarities to COVID. He's also going to talk about that mask study. I got Dr. Pry. He is an expert in EMP, electromagnetic pulse attacks. He's got a little bit... I would say kind of a little scary. He heard the oh. interview. A little scary. You may, yeah, yeah. I, Joe, you may want to watch this one uh, about what could happen with an EMP attack. I hear you. And <laughs> how, li 
Yeah, not good. I got Jocko Willink on on leadership, uh, which is a pretty good interview. And Steve Miller talking about, uh, remember him from the Trump, Stephen Miller from the Trump administration, not Steve Miller from the band, Stephen Miller. He talks about the Washington, D.C., this thing I mentioned yesterday on my podcast, how Washington, D.C. is great for the Democrats. Every Democrat gets off and every Republican goes to the Star Chamber. It's a beautiful thing. Matter of fact, that goes nicely with my next story. For those of you who are new listeners to the podcast, you may not know our buddy, uh, 279er. Joe's familiar with the 279er. The Niner's been around for a long time. He's a source of mine. One of the most talented law enforcement people I ever met. He is, uh, he was very, very helpful during Spygate, the 279er. Why do we call him 279? Because I don't want to tell you his real name. But that's his thing, 279. I'm not going to tell you what it means or anything like that. But we call him the 279er. I haven't heard from the Niner in a while. But uh, he sent me an email yesterday about the D.C. show I did where Michael Sussman, the Hillary lawyer, got off. Yet Mike Flynn, the Trump national security advisor, was prosecuted endlessly for a crime, air quotes, that I'm telling you never happened. I proved it to you in Wednesday. If you go back and listen to Wednesday show, he, he was arrested and prosecuted for lying about sanctions conversations. Conversations I'm telling you he never had. No, Dan, it can't be that simple. It is. Watch the Wednesday show. So the Niner reached out and he said, Dan, it's always been about D.C. The Democrats have always wanted the nation's capital to have a court system there stacked with liberal judges and liberal juries so they can do whatever they want and they can use it to prosecute Republicans. He laid out some, this is an email verbatim he sent to me. I'm just going to read it. He goes, this D.C. kangaroo court we have now. He said, it's why Jim Comey, McCabe, Brennan, Clapper, and the likes lie with impunity up on the hill. They know they can and never be indicted. They'll never be indicted. Why? Because it's D.C. It's why Andrew McCabe, the, the FBI official, was never charged with his four lies to the FBI. He lied in D.C. Barr was smart enough to know he'd never get a conviction because it's D.C. It's why Bob Mueller ran his shop out of D.C. for the Russia hoax council. That's why he indicted Papadopoulos in D.C. when Papadopoulos allegedly lied in Chicago. Because it's D.C. It's why they dragged Roger Stone to D.C. to lie to Congress, air quotes, instead of Florida where he resides. Why? Because it's D.C. It's why they ambushed Mike Flynn at the White House instead of his house in Old Town Alexandria, Virginia. That's where he lives. Why? Because it's D.C. And one more. That's why every January 6th case is being handled in D.C. Why? Because it's D.C. All of this is intentional. It's why they stack the D.C. Court of Appeals. It's why they love this city being populated by government employees who will never vote against their own interests. It's all working. That's why they stacked FBI leadership with Democrats. This is working out beautifully for them. This isn't a mistake. All right. Good email. Thank you, 279er. Good to hear from you again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a first. It's time for Ron DeSantis strikes again and again. And there was a technical hiccup on Guy. You played it twice. No, 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 no. That was intentional. I just told you, it's Ron DeSantis strikes again and again. We have two, so we haven't done this, and we've done DeSantis strikes again, but not twice in a row. Here are two Ron DeSantis stories. This guy, I love it, just sticks it to the left every single time and just never stops. So the Tampa Bay Rays, a uh, Major League Baseball franchise, thought it'd be a good idea to, of course, dive into politics. You know, Joe, playing baseball and stuff is not their bag of donuts. They all <laughs> want to be political activists. Okay, that's just fine. So Ron DeSantis vetoes $35 million. You mark for Tampa Bay Rays facility after team postures on gun violence. Yes. Yes. Good idea. Number one, giving these people money, uh, private, uh, you know, billionaires and millionaires to fund their stadiums from my tax. I live in Florida for my money. I thank him for doing that. Good job, Ron DeSantis. But even worse, you think you're entitled to my money? You guys want to become full-time politicians? I'm good. Hard pass. So he struck again and again. NBC News, Ron DeSantis moves to ban transition care. You mean chemical castration for trans transgender use, Medicaid recipients. Yes, there you go, Ron. Chemical castration for kids. I'm not paying for that. 
Sorry. Ron DeSantis strikes again and again. Now, I'm going to take a hard pass on chemically castrating kids. Joe, you? Probably a bad idea, right? Yeah. You think? Yeah, hard no pass. No good? Yeah, Joseph. Yeah. Bad idea? Yeah, we're getting a kind of three yeses. That's four of me included. So uh, we played at the beginning of the show a uh, an ad from What is a Woman? And uh, this is, they did not pay for this. I don't care. I really like the, the movie's amazing. Matt Walsh played this What is a Woman clip, and he asked a bunch of people about chemical castration for kids. But uh, he, he uh, cornered this lawmaker and started asking him questions. And I want you to pay attention to the response when Matt did what's a very, a very good interview. Matt says, listen, this whole bathroom thing, like, what do you tell people who don't want to be in a bathroom with a guy with guy biological parts, right? And they're kind of, they don't want to see that. I want you to listen. The lawmaker goes on with hemming and hawing for like two minutes. I had to cut it off at like a minute seven. But I want you to listen to this. How these they can't even defend their own stuff. Check this out. There there are some women who say, and I've I've talked to a few who say this. They say, hey, you know, I'd like some privacy in the bathroom. Uh, I'd prefer not to encounter you know, naked penises, frankly. Uh, they say even that the penis is a telltale sign that someone is a male. I mean, there there are people who've kind of really bought into the, to the rumor that um, only men have penises. What? How do we account for that? How do you respond to that? Um, well, um, well, what I would say is that uh, most transgender people uh, that I know, um, and it's a very, I think, distinct minority of people. It's a very, it's a, it is a, it is a very, I think, uh, we're talking not about a lot of people. There's so folks that goes on for, you got this, you got to watch it on rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. Please watch the clip. You'll notice this Democrat, right? Joe, he's looking off to the side to his staff. (laughs) He doesn't know what to say. Matt goes, a lot of people bought it. He's saying it sarcastically. People bought into the rumor that only men have penises. They got He's looking up like, is this a trick? No, it's not a trick. You just can't defend your own stuff. It's just beautiful. What is a woman? Go to dailywire.com slash Bongino. Dailywire.com slash Bongino. Check that out. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. I want to get to Mondaire Jones and then uh, quick questions for Dan. Okay, here's what I was talking about in the beginning of the show. Here is uh, just a full-blown tyrant. I mean, he's not hiding it anymore. This is Representative Mondaire Jones. Um, just basically saying, if we don't get what we want, we're going to take it. Constitution be damned. He takes it even a step worse than Joe Biden. I mean, this guy should resign his seat immediately. He swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. He's doing the exact opposite. He's attacking it. Here, listen to this. You will not stop us from advancing the Protecting Our Kids Act today. You will not stop us from passing it in the House next week, and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it. And we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our community. Ladies and gentlemen, I have warned you repeatedly. These people are who we say they are. They are tyrants. They are totalitarians. They are authoritarians. I use those words deliberately, not by mistake. If he does not get what he wants, he is going to take it from you. His words, not mine. Here, he was confronted by a Fox News reporter who did a great job. I mean, he wants to take something from you, Joe. I mean, a minimum requirement would be knowing what he wants to take, right? Yeah. So you want to take weapons of war and semi-automatic weapons. Well, how exactly do you define those? Kind of important if you'd like to take them. This is what I mean by they never tell you exactly what it looks like. Listen to this. He doesn't even know what a semi-automatic weapon is. What a goof. Check this out. You mentioned you want weapons of war out of circulation. What is a weapon of war to you? Assault weapons. Assault weapons. So is that like semi-automatic handguns and rifles? Semi-automatic weapons would qualify as assault weapons. And these are things that should be banned. Almost take almost every gun off of out of people's hands. I mean, true. I mean, handguns, for example, would not qualify uh, under under what I just described. 
I got I'm sorry. I got to go. He doesn't even know what a semi-automatic weapon is. He has no idea. All right, moving on. On better news, time for questions for Dan. Question one, Mr. T. Hey, Dan, does the Sussman verdict set a precedent that lying to the FBI is frowned upon but not really illegal? How badly does that hurt their credibility and ability to get convictions down the road? Folks, lying to federal agents is, I, I, I used to tell this story all the time, only became a thing when the Democrats wanted to use it to attack Mike Flynn. When I say only became a thing, I don't mean it was never illegal. It was, but it was never taken seriously. I was, listen, please don't lecture me on the left. Joe, remember the story I used to tell about the magistrate in, yeah. uh, what is it, East Meadow, Long Island, in federal court when I walked in? Yes. We had an arrest warrant. We bring it in. Long story short, we're waiting to have all these federal prisoners processed, right? The judge sits there. The guy, the guy before me had been accused of lying to the IRS. So we're going through all these things. He's got bank robbers there, whatever. The judge lowers her glasses, the magistrate. I'm sitting there with my, with my perp getting ready for the uh, initial, uh, initial appearance, right? Hey, she looks at the IRS agents. The guy was accused of lying to the IRS, right? And she goes, so I got bank robbers. I got all these people here. And you got this guy here for fibbing? Folks, this stuff was rarely, if ever, so much so the judge couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was only used to prosecute Flint. That's the history of it. It, it. Will it be used in the future? Yes, to go after Republicans in D.C. Lying to the FBI. Hey, Dan, Fendi Gucci gal. That's a lot of Fendi and Gucci. Did your dad make it home safely to North Carolina? Said a prayer for his safety. Thank you, Fendi Gucci gal. You're the best. He did. It was a bad, bad trip. His car broke down. Flight delays. I felt he's too old for this. I felt bad. I can't have him come down here anymore. I'm going to have to send him a driver or something up to North Carolina. Good guy. Hey, Dan, D.C. is obviously a lost cause. No Republicans get a fair trial. My question is, what can we do? Should they get the White House in 2024 to fix it? I've heard people mention the idea of moving the DOJ and other agencies to part of the U.S. How feasible is that? Does it require approval? Keep up the good work. Well, who is that, Darren J.R.? Well, it would because there would be some spending involved. So congressional approval and the power of the purse would matter. Uh, moving agencies out of D.C. would help, uh, would help a lot. Now, uh, what can be done? Yes, winning the White House will help, but it's going to require, again, a cultural shift away from this allegiance to big government. I think inflation's doing that now. But I'll say Stephen Miller, who appears on my show this weekend, has a three-point plan to do this, to fix this. It's quick, it's simple, but it's good. Because I asked him that exact question. It was not planned. I didn't see these questions through yesterday. And some of the interviews I had to conduct early, just a few of them. And I asked Stephen Miller, is this thing beyond fixing, man? Please tell me there's hope. And he had a really cool answer. Don't miss out on my show Saturday night. Hey, Dan, Sean SCD. How often do you get to the range? And can you still pass the proficiency test you've taken in the past? Huge fan. Love the show. Um, not often. I do practice with iTarget a lot. And yes, uh, last time I did shoot at the range, I was with my brother-in-law uh, in Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, I'm still, uh, I was a, oh gosh, I don't know, forget it. I was going to say, I'm not even going to say it. I was a good shooter in the Secret Service. I was going to tell you I got some more, but it's dumb. I don't care. Who cares what I got? But yeah, I was a pretty good shooter. Uh, I uh, that high degree of accuracy. And even now, maybe not as good because of my shoulders, but yeah, I can still definitely, definitely pass the test. No problem. Hey, Dan, P. Larson, 1311. A lot's happened lately. And I want to say thank you for keeping us all informed. But I want to ask, how's Lucy? Lucy's good. Except she had an accident here in the office the other day, which was not good. We came in the house and we were like, what's that? Well, wasn't us. Certainly wasn't Gee. So we're like, must be Lucy. And sure enough, it was. I get here's the problem. You know, my daughter, my my dog, excuse me. My dog, my dog does not digest fat well. And I gave her a fatty piece of steak because I felt bad like an idiot. And she got sick. And then I felt even worse. So my stop being an idiot. You know she can't digest it. And of course she goes crazy because dogs will eat food that makes them sick no matter what. They don't even care. Dogs will eat anything. Uh, just, I felt really bad. Hey, Dan, if you could send, this is a Len Bakra. If you could send a truckload of river gnats to Joe Biden and the Democrat party, would you? That's a, you know, I have a river gnat issue here. It's all over the place. I live off the river. 
They are everywhere. They get in. Uh, I w- even as much as I dislike Joe Biden, uh, Len uh, Bakra, I hate River Nats so much. I would not even curse Joe Biden with the River Nats. That's how much I hate River Nats. You have no idea. Okay. Uh, hey, Dan. Publius Veritas. What's Rumble's plan not to become another pawn of stakeholder capitalism? Thanks and love the podcast. Uh, we maintain control, folks, of the board of Rumble. That's why. The owners. We own the company. That's why. So we, the shareholders, we're not stakeholders. We're actual shareholders. And we run it. So we have it. We have control. That's why. But good question. Uh, last one, right? Hey, Dan, I've been listening to the podcast for three years, a radio show from the beginning. My daughter told me I was turning into a MAGA nut and a conspiracy theorist. I've tried to explain to her it's not true, but I think she hates Trump so much she refuses to listen to reason. Any suggestion how to approach this without destroying our relationship, which is pretty good otherwise, which is pretty good otherwise or should I just leave it? You know, uh, this is a hard one for me because uh, I'm no parenting expert. Joe and I are both parents, and I think we would both agree that it's really, really hard. Yes. I can only tell you the mistakes I've made, not the successes I've had with my daughter. Why? Because I don't know if her successes are attributable to something I did, because it's not a scientific experiment. Could have been something my wife did. Could have been something her friend said to her, right? So I'm hesitant to take credit for what I would consider successes. My daughter has a great work ethic. She works really hard. She does great in school. But, you know, we don't agree on every single little thing. And sometimes when she fails, like we all do, you know, I I can attribute some of that to me. So I don't know what to do. I can tell you this. She's your daughter. They're irreplaceable. She's your flesh and blood. Just love her to pieces. But don't sacrifice your principles because nobody loves someone who's principle free. I'm sorry. And if she doesn't respect that, then you can love her. Sadly, she may not reciprocate, but at least you'll know you did the right thing. Love and principle. I guess that's the easiest advice I can give you. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Don't miss the show tomorrow night, Saturday, 9 p.m. Unfiltered. Uh, It's a good show. You're really going to like it. And I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.